Operator, put me through to podcast. Please state the nature of your emergency from Ghost Ad. Well, I don't know exactly what else. I mean, uh, that's pretty much the Sergeant Dave story. Is a good one to end on. That's the best story we've ever had, actually. <laughs> I know one story from you, Dad. That's better than that. What? The Cheech and Chong ambulance, <laughs> and then seeing the doctor later. <laughs> that's getting it off there. That's funny. Uh, <clears throat> all right, pops. Let's hear the story. Well. Did the part about the Triumph Bonneville that I bought, we lost that earlier out of technical... Yeah. Uh, Let's just recap Triumph Bonneville. Okay, I bought a Triumph Bonneville in 1973. It was a year old, had 1,200 miles on it. It was like new. 100 with an H. Yep, with an H. It was just a... Oh. Beautiful bike. Yeah, it was the coolest thing I ever had in my life. So, I had it about... Mm, two and a half months. I pick up my buddy from behind the high school. He hops on the back. I pull away. And a chick runs the stop sign. Well, shit. Yeah, this is not good. I ended up hitting her right in the... I hit her in the driver's side front wheel with the front wheel of my bike. And I have a little motorcycle. She's got a Chevy Nova. You know who won that one. Physics says you lose. Yeah. So Jeff goes, Woo! He goes up in the yard across the street. I went about 60 feet down in a little lawn dart trajectory. <laughs> Human lawn dart. <laughs> and I landed head first on the curb. Oh, Gary Busey accident. Yes. It was, this was, this, I had a brand new, well, it was two and a half months old. I got, I bought a brand new helmet when I bought the bike, Mm -hmm. which was crushed right down the center where I hit the curb. Now, I was out like a brick and light. I wake up and there's a cop about eight inches from my face looking at me like, is he dead? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. You know, I wondered if he'd already checked my pulse. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and the whole world is going like in a big, it's like a cartoon, man. The circle, you know, woo, into, into, into the Oh, the psychedelic colors and the yeah. screening. So I'm like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> I'm fucked up. What the hell happened? Well, the ambulance, I hear them coming. So I've been out a little, I've been out a little bit. They come. And it's an old Cadillac hearse, which is painted white with the light on top, which was kind of standard back in those days out in the country. There wasn't any hospital. There wasn't any... That was EMS. That was as good as it got back then. These guys hit the brakes. Now, I'm laying there, 
Now you're supposed to, of course, immobilize people. You know all the make sure they don't move their neck. And that, you know, stay in place. Right. Of course, I sit up. Nobody stops me. You know, because they don't know. This was a long time ago. They open the doors, and it's like a Cheech and Chong movie. The fucking smoke comes billowing out of this thing, and these two fucking rum gums get out. So they go up to Jeff. He had cut himself when he landed and had a laceration on his lower leg. But that was it. You know, he had not gotten knocked out, nothing, you know. So anyway, he had cut himself. He had a big old laceration. Yeah, it wasn't even a big old laceration. It was just a laceration. He ended up getting three stitches. But they put him on the cot and rolled him around the back of the ambulance and rolls him in. Then they come and get me, and here I'm the guy who's been knocked fucking cold. Now, I got a broken ankle. They don't even... They, they just kind of like one under each arm. Whoop, pick me up, drag me back to the car. They put me in the passenger front seat, and they drive off to the clinic, which is the, also known as the doctor's office, because there wasn't a hospital. Okay, we get there, and I get in the, tr- I get in the car, and I'm like, holy fuck, smell that reefer. That's good. <laughs> you know, they're smoking good shit. I, can, I, I got that much figured out. My head sounds like I got a damn beehive in it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like all buzzed out from getting that head shot. <laughs> we get to the parking lot. They get out. They get Jeff out on the cart and they roll him inside. I'm sitting in the passenger seat. I'm still sitting in the passenger seat five minutes later. I'm like, fuck. I'm thinking about, like, should I get out and walk in? Oh, fuck, my leg's broke. You know, my ankle's broke. All right, I can't. Wow, this is really... And I'm, I'm running this through my head. This is really sucking. Well, apparently, at the spot that same time, Jeff says, where's John? And they both go, oh, fuck, we have to make a bed. So they wheel a wheelchair out and... Drag me out, set me in, roll me in, you know? So I'm sitting there, I got my foot, I put my foot up on a, a, a little shelf that was sort of table type of thing in the hallway there. So this doctor, who had been my doctor for years, he walks by and goes, holy shit, what's wrong with your foot? I said, I got in a motorcycle, because I lost my shoe and all the mess, and my foot is like all, all jacked up, and my, you know, my ankle's all broken and shit and he's like oh Christ we're going to have to amputate and he walks away and I'm like what? Mr. Head Injury says oh fuck! Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's about freak out time right about yeah. now. Uh, so I go into freak out mode so this other doctor comes out, wheels me in they throw me up on the chair, they x-ray my ankle and nothing else not a thing, they didn't x-ray anything else, didn't ask me anything, just like my ankle is all messed up, my foot's messed up, the foot peg or something. They didn't say, hey, did you hit your head? No, they didn't ask anything. My foot peg, the foot peg went through my foot, or something did anyway, because I had a hole in the bottom and a hole in the top. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know what that was. Still don't know. So then he yanks on my ankle and shit, he takes a pair of uh, side cutters and sticks them under the nail of my big toe, which was like twice its size, cracks it right down the middle of the nail, and blood went everywhere. Got him in the eye, so I felt good about that. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little jab back in there. Yeah, so he puts a a temporary cast on it and shit. It's like, we'll put a a good one on it when it goes, swelling goes down and shit. Keep it iced and elevated, and they... You know, Send you on your our moms came and picked us up. <laughs> <What? you know? laughs> and that was that. So it's like, 
Wow, and I mean, I still, I got a headache, I can't think straight, I'm all fucked up. But, you know, okay. Times were definitely Doc different. said it was okay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> So, fast forward up nine months. I'm in Tampa, Florida. I'm on the causeway. We stopped, because there's a traffic jam or whatever. So we're stopped, there's a Volkswagen bus in front of us, the old... Microbus. Right. We're in a like a Ford. I don't know. Little Falcon. No, nah, I was newer than mm-hmm. that. But we're in a little Ford car, and these guys in this uh, Oldsmobile 442 rear-end us, and they were probably going 45 miles an hour. So of course I get punched into the windshield. I get another head injury, positive loss of consciousness. This time I wake up when the EMS is. Already got me on a collar, and one of the shortboard is already on me before I wake up. And they're putting me on the longboard. <laughs> and you wake up all, what, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. 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 So they take me to a real hospital in Tampa. Well, these guys, of course, they recognize what's known as in the business as mechanism of injury. So they're x-raying every fucking thing. I, I don't know if they did a CAT scan. I don't think they did because those weren't real common back then. But the guy is looking at my x-ray and he goes, He puts it up to the cave wall and says... Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy's, you know, he's a real doc in a real hospital. He's like... Holy shit, when did you break your neck? Because he can see that two of my my vertebrae had been broken, but it was an old injury. (laughs) Like about nine months old. (laughs) (laughs) Because it was healing, what they call remodeling. (laughs) <laughs> and I tell him the story about the Cheech and Chong ambulance and all that. And he's like, oh, Jesus Christ. He says, lucky he didn't sneeze hard. You know? He says, That's you'd not be, reassuring at all. He'd be dead if you'd have sneezed hard, he says. You know? And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know? So, of course, my nose is broke. My eyes are both black and blue. I'm on vacation. Yeah, because I had mooched the windshield again. <laughs> so... Okay, you know, I spend the rest of my vacation with a fucking ice pack in one hand and a beer in the other. (laughs) So, go back home. Two years later, Jesus, I apply for a job as a maintenance man at a nursing home. Yeah, times were tough, but I needed a job. So, I get the job, and I gotta go see, get a physical before they'll hire me. They don't send me to the clinic. They don't send me... They got a little room off to the side at this nursing home, which is about the size of a big closet. There's a little bitty-ass desk and two chairs, and that's crowded. So, now, this is two years later. I have a full beard by this time. My hair is down to my shoulders where it hadn't been before. I go in, and lo and behold, it's the doc who said, I think we may have to amputate. Now, I'm not the quickest guy on my feet normally thinking this shit, but I was fucking hot. I guess that must have helped. Because I was like, you fucking dick. I've known you since I was a kid. And I was still pissed. So, he doesn't even look at the papers. He says, take your shirt off, blah, blah, blah. He's listening to my chest, you know, blah, 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 this and that. And he says, okay, we got to do the check your fair hernia, drop your drawers, turn your head and cough. Off, right. Now, he is on a stool at the back of this little closet. His back is up to the wall at this point. Turn your head and cough? He says, yeah. And I said, can I just turn my head and moan softly? <laughs> As I took a step toward him with my drawers down to my ankles. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this fucker, he got the freaky freaky. <laughs> now, and if it had me on the stool, I'd have punched a guy in the dick who said that to me, but he freaked out and didn't think of it. And he's like, <laughs> I said, payback, bitch. Tag, you're it. I owe you that. And then he re- he's like, what the fuck? He reaches over and grabs the, and he looks at my name and goes, <laughs> I know you're your Bill son. <laughs> that shit wasn't funny. I said, Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, because I reminded him about me laying there in the hall. And he was like, did I Looks do like that? we're gonna have to amputate. Did I do that? Yeah, yeah you did, you, you motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the good news? Hey, he's dead now. <laughs> The bad news? You won. The bad news? What? He died of natural causes. Ah. Yeah, nobody fucking killed him. But hey. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. That's right. (laughs) I I won that one. That one felt good. Is on my side. (laughs) Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, we have had on the show... Cousin Wayne. Cousin Wayne. Cousin Wayne. Little and, shit. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Scott. They have been on the show. Both of them are little shits. <laughs> now, little shits. <laughs> now, Cousin Wayne has told us a couple stories about you you and his dad. Oh, Steve. The immortal Steve. Steve. The immortal Steve. And your, your heyday, wild days of riding about on a motorcycle. Just going on tours. We did that a bit. Actually, we did that quite a bit. Quite a bit. Yeah. Now, there are a couple of stories in particular I think people will appreciate. I think it would have to start the first one with... Well, look. How about if I tell it? Okay. I'm not even going to go with your attitude, okay? All right. Let me tell you. I worked at the Texaco station, right? I mentioned that earlier. I don't know if that was in the fucked up part. It got fucked up. Yeah, sorry. But anyway, I worked at the Texaco station. So here I am out there. I had my little uniform on and the whole nine yards, you know, because... We used to go pump the gas for people, check their oil, fill the tires up, blah, blah, blah. So I'm out I was back when the tires were made out of real rubber. Yeah, I'm out at, at the island, and I got a guy, an old guy in a pickup truck, and I'm filling up his pickup truck. And this is some old boy I knew, because I'd worked there for a long time. And I'm filling up his truck, talking to him and shit. And here comes Steve, down the road, on his motorcycle. Steve turns the corner, road parallel along the parking lot of the gas station, and he... Stands it up on the back wheel, man. And George's dog. That was George lived across the street. He was another old boy. He was a good old boy. Oh, God. George's dog decided... That was a good time to cross. To cross the road. (laughs) So Steve has got the front wheel up at about a 60-degree angle. So the front wheel doesn't even touch the dog. But the back wheel hits the dog. (laughs) And, of course... The dog goes down, the motorcycle comes down really hard, really fast, and Steve goes right over the handlebars <laughs> and goes rolling. Now, ordinarily, that's funny enough, because me and the old boy were both looking the right direction to see the whole thing. see the whole thing go down. But the best part of it was, Steve goes rolling about 15 feet and stops. And he splattered out face down on the ground. <laughs> the best part was his motorcycle did not fall. It kept rolling. <laughs> and rolled right up over his butt crack. 
<laughs> right up his back and over his right shoulder. That <laughs> <laughs> fell down. On him? No. And the bastard about three feet and then fell over. So Steve is laying in the ground on the middle of the high, middle of the street. Me and the old man both get out. He gets out. I took off running. He follows me. We both go over there. And Steve has no idea how to breathe. Because <laughs> he has totally lost every bit of air in his body. And he's trying to remember, you know, how does this work? And the old man nudges me on the elbow and points at the tire track. That <laughs> comes up right up the crack of his ass and across his back and over his right <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> he goes... Is that the coolest shit or what? <laughs> and we both start laughing. And about that time, Steve starts to breathe again. Remembers how to breathe. Yeah, and he just looks at me and goes, I'll fucking kill you if I could. <laughs> and that was my buddy, Steve. Uh, yeah, the only guy I ever knew that got run over by his own motorcycle. Yeah, well, he's not on it. Hey, did I ever tell that story about Uncle Steve? Uh, it wasn't on a podcast. I just told it to to wait. Okay, so uh, when I was younger, I was apparently Uncle Steve had a buddy who wasn't real good at talking. So this buddy would come over and read like classifieds to Steve. I didn't know about any of this, so I walk in into the kitchen, right, and I see Uncle Steve getting read this classified by his buddy. And I go, I like, I sort of look around, and I'm like, what, what, what are you guys doing? And Uncle Steve, serious as shit, looks right at me and goes, stay in school, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought till I was like 12 years old that, uh, I, uh, for the longest time, I thought he did not know how to read, man. I thought, man, that is so cool. Uncle Steve is such a smart guy, but he just does not know how to read. I just... <laughs> So impressed. <laughs> Never said a word to me, man. Never said a word. No, you wouldn't have either. Because that takes all the fun out of this for him. <laughs> all the fun out of it. Uncle Steve was one of the toughest, coolest individuals that's ever graced this freaking planet. And that ain't no shit. He was, he was the best friend I ever had. God love him. God love him. We did a lot of motorcycle riding together. God almighty, we rode. He had, when we, when I first met him, he had a Honda 90. And I had this little 250 Suzuki. And how I met him was, he is pushing his Honda 90 home. I think he ran out of gas or something. I don't remember what it was. So my buddy Russell, who I rode with, knew Steve. I had never met Steve. We stopped. We're talking. It's like, oh, Shit, you know, because he's like three miles from home. So I'm like, well, none of us are smart enough to think to drain some gas out of our tank and somehow put it into his with an empty pop can or some shit. No, we weren't that smart. But I looked at Steve. I says, grab onto the grab rail behind my seat. And I'll pull you home. He's like, yeah, you know, okay. <laughs> and that's what I did. He put it in neutral, sat on his bike with one hand held the handlebars, the other hand held the grab bar on my bike. He, it's how strong he was, and I pulled him home. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was a truck, dude. He was a truck. A.K.A. Dick Strong. Yeah. So, that impressed the shit out of me. Because he was like, oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. Can we go riding sometime? Sure, hell yes. You know? He's <laughs> like, cool. All right. So, a few months later, his dad bought him a 250 Kawasaki, which was just about, his was a little, it was newer than mine. And even though mine was like punched out and shit. Rung the fuck out. Yeah. Out, though. 
but his bike was newer, faster, but you know, right. but we were like, it was like the power was identical. So it was a matter of whoever got the jump, you know, and we ran balls to the wall every freaking day. <laughs> <laughs> and we did shit that if he, you know, if he had known how bad my depth perception is, he would have never done it. Because we were, we would go through corners seventy fucking miles an hour, handlebars interlocked six inches apart. You know, never think about it, man. Bump into each other and shit at speed because we would go that fast, that hard. We thought we were badasses. I look at kids now, watch what they fucking do on bikes, and it's like that's that's not possible. We yeah. thought we were good riders. We really we were okay riders. <laughs> You know, okay, riders riding way past what you should have been. Yeah, what we should have. We both, you know, I had bald tires, and you know, neither <laughs> yeah. one of us had brakes. <laughs> so, but we rode just like we just were like inseparable. You know, we just rode, rode, and rode, and rode, and rode. Well, years, you know, this went on for you know we were buddies. So later on down the years, we decide we're going to go to Michigan on our motorcycles. Now he has a 400 Yamaha twin two-stroke, and I had. Shit, I don't remember what the hell I had then. Was that the big... No, that was a 900 Kawasaki or was it? Mm, no, it was before the 900. So I don't... It doesn't matter. Anyway, it crapped out on me because all my bikes were pieces of shit. So we decided, dude, we're going, you know. So it's like we both threw half of our shit out and put everything in one duffel bag. I got on behind him on that thing and tied the, we tied the duffel bag on the back of the bike. That was it. And away we went. Because <laughs> we got damn it, we're going to Michigan. We're going to have fun. We're going to go camping. Which, you know, that's what we did. So, we drive up. And in Michigan at that time, at 18 years old, you could drink beer. We were both maybe 20 at that point. Well, he was younger than I am. So, I was maybe 20. He was maybe 18. When we made it up to Coloma, Michigan, we stopped. <laughs> We go into this bar, because it's like one in the afternoon, maybe, eh, it's probably 11 o'clock in the morning. Let's have some lunch, get a couple beers. So about two in the afternoon, it's time to resume our trip, and we're fucked up. <laughs> we had parked behind the place. There's an alley right next to it. So we go out, we get on the bike, we start the bike. Steve drives out, pulls into the main drag, right behind the marching band, right in front of the sheriff's posse on their horses. <laughs> Because there's a parade! <laughs> so I yell in his ear, Oh, fuck, dude, what the hell? And Steve is like, all cool. He like looks, he just looks over his shoulder at me and says, Wave, Wave dumbass. <laughs> so that's what I did. I did the, the little princess wave, you know. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. Elbow, elbow, wrist, wrist. And we went down about a half a block till there's another alley. And he pulls off. But unfortunately, there was a cop in that alley who immediately waved us over. And we thought, well, never, never been to jail here. You know? It's like, oh, God damn it, you know. And the cop says, what? the fuck are you doing? He said, dude, we were just down had lunch and just, we didn't know there was a parade, you know, we're just, we're just going home, we're going north. The guy says, you're going where? We're going north. He says, follow me. And I'm thinking, oh, this is not good. He's going to drive us over to the jail. So we <laughs> don't have to get this bike towed. Yeah. So, he gets in his car, we follow him, he drives down a couple blocks, turns left, goes down maybe ten blocks, makes another left, pulls up to a stop sign, gets out of the car, comes back and points north. He says, that's fucking north. <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> Don't come back, you stupid fucks. You know, I mean, he called us some other shit and we were both like, Thank yada, you, sir. Yada, 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 I, yada, I appreciate yada. that, yeah. 
And he's like, move! What? Go! Yeah. <laughs> okay. He, and away we went. He drove, a, he escorted us out of town. How cool is that? Make sure you got off nice and safe. Now, he knew we were both fucking Fucked hammered. <laughs> yeah. He knew we were both drunk as fuck. But apparently, he didn't want to do the paperwork <laughs> to process our dumb asses into the jail. Besides, God he miss, love he's him. missing a parade right now. Yeah, wherever he is, God love him. <laughs> you know? Now, I, that was cool. I've always said, after you told me that story, we should go to that town. We should take a road trip to that town <laughs> and just see... If they have a parade on that same day. Well, they still do, as a matter of fact, because, I mean, when we were there, it was like the 22nd annual rodeo days. Or now it's like shit. the 408th. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but Translation, you're old. Like, I don't know, two years later, maybe, we were on 900s then. Mm. Oh, that was Because we both had 900s. I bought a 900 used from my buddy Russell, and Steve, like two weeks later, buys a fucking brand new 900. 900 right Russell. there. Yeah. Keep up with me, <laughs> right? Yeah, because he just couldn't, he just couldn't handle that shit, you know. No, man, that's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna go to Canada, you know. We're gonna ride to Canada and go on vacation. So we ride north and we get to uh, what is it? Saskatchewan. Mm. Oh, the Mackinac Bridge. We didn't go to the island part, just we were in the city. We stopped at Mackinac City or whatever they call Scary it. Scary ass bridge. Oh, it's cool. Yeah. I've been over it more than once, but we stopped. It's dark. It's raining. You know, we're, we didn't have a place to stay at that point. We hadn't thought that far ahead. Surprise, <laughs> surprise. But we did stop long enough to get good and fucking drunk, and we're going to go out and go find us a place to stay. And when the bartender told us a motel up the road, just a few little ways. So we both leave off out of there and take off, and Steve lofts the front end of that 900 and rides it on the back wheel for about a half a block, right past the cop that's sitting there on the side of the road. And I'm like, well, shit. We have a place to stay tonight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going to be warm and dry. That's what I thought. Exactly. Cop pulls us over. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, because we're both fucking drunk, you know. He's like, where are you going? We're going to Canada. Says, oh, yeah? He says, which way is that? I said, up north. We're going up, we're going up Canada. He says, follow me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa. No way. <laughs> it's pouring rain. It is windy, rain, nasty. thunderstorm, lightning and shit, you know, wind blowing. I'm like, oh, this guy drives us down about a half a mile up this same road, and there I see the lights of the this bridge. He pulls over, flips the lights on again, gets out, comes back, and says, you see that? Canada's that way. Yeah. He says, so go there. <laughs> and don't come back this way. And I'm thinking, wow, we gotta come back to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Always the practical guy, me. Yeah. <laughs> Steve is my boy, just nodding, you know. Sir, yes, sir. He goes like, get the fuck out of my town. Yes, sir. <laughs> so we drive over this fucking bridge, which is like 600 feet up in the air, in the middle of a thunderstorm, wind blowing like mother, and we're drunk as shit, <laughs> you know, it's 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> but we made it to the UP, <laughs> yes we did, we found a place to sleep, eh, eh, and so I have been escorted out of town by the cops Twice. Twice. Not once. In the lower peninsula on the way to the upper peninsula. In Michigan. Yeah. How cool is that? <laughs> Michigan. The lower peninsula guys, they're good. they're some good guys, eh? Eh? Yeah. Well, not all of them. Yeah. Because 
the guy at the state park, he handcuffed me to a picnic table. Uh, <laughs> don't don't bury the lead with that one, sir. What's going on? Yeah, I had this guy, this friend of mine named Crazy Eddie. Oh, he's he a good start. He was really crazy. Eddie was not right. He's, I actually talked to him not too long ago for the first time in like 25 years. He's still not right. Yeah. I was surprised he was alive or out of the institution because I really like he was... Crazy Eddie wouldn't call that for no good reason. Yeah, he, that, he earned that name. Well, he... He, I have no idea how, bought a vet. I mean, it was a relatively new vet. It was like a 72 or something. This was about 1975. So we go to Kent, we go up to uh, Michigan. And we used to go to Michigan a lot just because it was a fun place to go. So Michigan's a beautiful place. I like Michigan. So we go up there, we buy a case or two of beer, and we go fucking driving around. We're drinking some beer and shit. And he, he says, let's go to uh, the, the park. I said, I don't think that's a good idea. He says, why? I says, they don't want all beer in there. Oh, hell yes, they do. Now, you know as well as I do, a vet don't have a back seat. But it does have a little area back there. A little, like, cul-de-sac. That's a good name for it. But Eddie didn't even have, like, a blanket or anything <laughs> to throw over the beer. I'm like, Ed, we can't do this. And he just pulls on in. We get to the gate, and the guy's like, is that beer in the back? And it says, yeah. He says, pull over here. And it's like, one of you two are going to jail. There's a big sign, right? You know, 40 Rebecca yards back. Says, it says, no, no alcohol. Oh, who owns a vet? Eddie owns a vet. Who's in the passenger side? John. Me. Who do you think is going to go to jail? Because we didn't have enough bail money. <laughs> Fuck me. I was hot. <laughs> oh, man, I was pissed. I was nine different kinds of pissed. But it was his vet. I was screwed. So they don't just take you to jail. Oh, hell no. The guy throws me in his truck. He tells Eddie, well, you can go. You know, I tell Eddie, you better go get some fucking money and come back. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because the guy said whatever bail was, you know, 65 bucks or some shit. So the guy throws me in his truck, drives me up to this equipment shed where they keep their tractor and their lawnmower and some shit. It's like about a four-bay garage, basically. And it's got a picnic table in there. And on the picnic table, it's got some cast-iron pipe that is bolted down <laughs> to the top of the picnic table. Like, he, this has been done before. Yeah, and he handcuffs me to this pipe. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? He says, I'll leave the door open for you so you get a breeze. Uh, like, you well, thanks, man. Thanks, you know? man. <laughs> he says, I hope your buddy makes it back. We close at five. <laughs> you mother... Oh, I'm pissed because I says, "What? Whoa, 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 wait a minute! What happens at five? He says, "What would take you up to St. Joe? They book you into jail there." I'm like, "Fuck me! I will beat his ass so bad." <laughs> so I'm sitting there, but what part I didn't realize at first was it's on one of the nature trails. So there's families walking by with all their kids, and I'm handcuffed, and they're all like, hey, look at him, Mommy, he's handcuffed to the table. <laughs> yeah, that's... Come here, kid. That sucked bad, because yeah. I really wanted to go Ted Bundy out of at that point, you know. <laughs> yeah, I will say, Eddie, he had a vet, he made it home, got some money, came back. That was before you had debit cards and shit, you could go get it out of the ATM. You had right? to actually go get yeah, go get the money. So he must have drove really fast. But he come back, and of course, I took my money, gave me a receipt and all the legal bullshit, and we drive off without any beer in the goddamn car, because they took the beer. <laughs> and I said, you having beer money? Oh, I just got enough to get y'all, man. So we drove home. I beat the 
fuck out of him. I beat his ass because of that. That oh yeah, I got wow. out of the car first and caught him coming out the door and just fucking whooped his ass because <laughs> that was just fucked up the whole thing. Man, you shouldn't have done that. I told, told you, Eddie. To do that. Yeah. Told you. Yeah, beat his ass and he was like, I can't believe you kicked my ass for that. I can't believe you fucking put me in jail. <laughs> you know. I told you. You didn't listen. I got in trouble and I ended up handcuffed to that fucking picnic bench. Yeah. <laughs> well, it didn't seem so bad. Because you weren't <laughs> fucking handcuffed to the picnic yeah. bench. It wouldn't have bothered him. That's the thing. It probably wouldn't have been so bad for him. Yeah. He wouldn't have given a shit. He'd be like, well, look, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, wait. Is Crazy Eddie the same guy who went out the... Uh, the steeple? No. No, you're talking went out at the top of that yeah, 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 church yeah. we were working at? No. It's in the Indian was actually. That was Harry. Tell the story. Come on. No, I can't tell you much about Harry, man. Harry was a unique individual. One of the, probably one of the three most intelligent people I've ever met in my entire life. But when I met him, he was living in his car. But he's the only guy I ever knew who could refill a big lighter. How? Fuck if I know. <laughs> Harry was Harry was living in the back of a fifty Plymouth. <laughs> Harry was huge. He's a big dude, man, like six three, probably two seventy five, with a small waist, not a big ass belly. Oh, this dude was a badass and looked every inch of a scary guy. You know, he just made picking up heavy shit look like nothing, man. But the guy was so smart and so, he was crazy intelligent. This was, I first met Harry on one of the construction jobs I was working. This was back when a, a, a laser uh, transit level, yeah, was like brand freaking new. This shit, you bought one of these, you were, you know, this, you were this a surveyor, like high you paid tech. huge money for it. So we're working on this job, and Harry walk, walks over, you know, because this is, he didn't give a shit about nothing. He walks over, turns it on, he's dicking around, looking through it, and he says, this thing's all fucked up. He says, this ain't right. And I'm like, Harry, come on, man, what the fuck? You know, you talk so much shit, you know? Because <laughs> he was probably 15 years older than I was. And I'm like, Harry, you talk so much. No, this thing's fucked up. I, I'll bet you money. I said, I'll, give, I'll bet you six back. You're full of shit. The guy comes back from lunch, the surveyor, and Harry says, your you're, you're fucking transit's all fucked up. The guy says, I can't figure out what's wrong with it. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Harry says, let me fix it for you. Takes the fucking cover off and fixes this guy's laser transit. And this is the first time he's looked at this piece of machinery as this well. This particular one? Yeah. Well, I don't know what the hell he did. You know, I'm like, fuck me. You're running. You know, sure as shit. So I buy Harry a six pack, you know. <laughs> you earned it, brother. You know. Yeah, Harry was incredibly crazy. Until I, I thought he was crazy. Until I met his brother. He brought his brother out to help us. We were on a job, and we were running behind. What was his, his brother's, actually his brother's name was Clinton. So he brings Clinton out, who lived in like Seattle or some damn place. Flew in to help us. Kept talking about grunge. <clears throat> no, no, no. They, they talked, kept talking about Nam. Clinton had been like an EOD guy, explosive ordnance, and he wasn't right. He was tweaked. He was not right. He had a saying, like Sergeant Dave had a saying, you know, that's fucked up, man, we gotta talk. Mm -hmm. Clinton's saying was like, God hates a heretic like a bag full of motherfuckers. <laughs> that's what he said. I'm just quoting. And I'm like, okay. And he was so scary. He was just like, he looked at you, and even when he wasn't trying to be mean, he scared the shit out of you. 
He was just talking to you and scared the shit out of you because he was like, this guy would kill me and eat me and shit my bones out and not even think about it, you know? Yeah. And As though just the natural cause of events. Yeah, he, I mean, he just, he was just flat scary, even though he wasn't trying to, but I lost track of where the hell this was all going, so. He ended up leaning out of a uh, steeple. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. How many beers is that? Because I think you're at the point in the drink where you're like, a story is lost. <laughs> I lost that, but yeah, he did. He, uh, We were in a steeple of this church. Oh, shit. That had to be 150 feet. Easily. In I know that exact one. You know what one. building I know that, that exact building is one. still there. And it is really fucking tall. Yeah, it is still there. I don't know what it is now. But we St. Had John's. A, we had a contract to take, took the window, the stained glass windows out and shit. And we, there was four of them up at the top by the belfry. And yeah, we get up there and it's like, holy shit, how the hell are we going to get these out? Because there was no good way to do it. And Harry's like, grab my legs. <laughs> so there's three of us. We didn't even get two on each leg. Harry weighed 270 probably. So we got three little skinny hippies holding on to his legs. He just leaned out. We <laughs> hung him. Basically hung him. We could not have physically pulled him back up if he hadn't been able to grab and push like he was doing a push-up. Pump him himself back, back up into it. And push and, and hand the window off to us on four of them. Crazy. So, no, no. It got better. This thing was old. This place was old. So Harry's like, he says, you boys carry them windows down. I said, what do you mean? He says, I'll meet you at the bottom. He puts a pair of gloves on. This is the belfry. It's got a rope. He just steps off, grabs the rope, wraps a couple legs around it. He says, see you at the bottom. <laughs> and away he went. Now, who knows how solid this rope was? And you're <laughs> been there for like 80 years. Yeah, you're 150 feet up in the air. He just reached out. Bye. <laughs> and away he went. <laughs> I was like, you crazy mother. Shit! <laughs> I carried two windows. There was three of us, four windows. I just carried two, and they weren't that big. They weren't that heavy. It was like just a long, lot of damn stairs, you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, that. Yeah. And the whole way down, I'm like, that's the craziest shit I ever seen. <laughs> you just don't do shit like that, man, you know. But you just don't do shit like that, you know. What happens if the rats ate it or some shit? You know, or like hell, it's been dry rotted for eighty years. Yeah, something that's been tugging on it is some old monk. Yeah. Gets down to the bottom, goes, ah, time for a beer. And that's exactly what he did. <laughs> yeah. Got down. He was down there. And he, of course, he rubs it in. He says, what took you so long? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Perry, let me see your gloves, man. I thought they'd be on fire or some shit. <laughs> yeah. The flesh it burns. Nah, man. He just, he just went down Zips easy. down to the bottom. He yeah. went down easy, you know. Yeah. But Pulls out a lighter. You got to think about it. It's a lot quicker than us walking around down and down. And Lugging down, down, down those lead. The windows weren't very big. Mm. They weren't that heavy, but it was just, wow, Harry, you're crazy. Uh, well, well, yeah, on that note, I guess we're going to call it an evening. I'm Joel. I'm Ian. I'm Dad. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye.